Welcome to the Confident Content Creators Podcast, where we'll talk about how to live unapologetically and show up as your most authentic self online. Hey, it's Lindsay, confident content coach, boy mom, and corporate nine to fiver. I'm an extroverted introvert who loves to talk about all things social media and how to create confident content that converts your followers into your ideal client. On this podcast, we're going to get clarity around your content strategy and hear real life stories from boss babes, just like you, who are showing up confidently online. I know how hectic and busy entrepreneurial life can be. So let's dive right in. Welcome back to Confident Content Creators. Today I have with me Kelsey Martin. Kelsey is an author of the book Cow Pokes Who Cry. And I'm super excited to talk to her a little bit about how she got here and how she got through the process of writing her book and marketing it and all of the amazing things. So Kelsey, thank you so much for showing up here on the podcast with us and welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. So I'll just like get right into it. It is a little bit of a longer story, but that's why you get this book. It gives you more details than I'm giving you now. But I grew up on a 40,000 acre ranch in eastern Colorado. So I was like in the middle of nowhere. And for a long time, I helped my dad with all the cows. I rode horses, the whole, the whole nine yards. In that, I grew up in like a really small town. There's really nothing else to do other than play sports. And I went to college for a science degree and became a teacher. And then everything just moved very quickly. And I think we all get kind of caught up in the, you know, what are you supposed to be doing? And, you know, in my mind, I was like the oldest daughter. I'm going to go to school. I'm going to get a job. I'm going to make my parents proud. So I graduated. I became a teacher and I met my husband. We got married, and during the pandemic, I got pregnant with twin boys, identical twin boys. And that's kind of where everything fell apart, which I think everyone can relate to. I was going to say, as does with everything that happened that year. Yeah, that year, I think, was a huge turning point for everyone. But for me, although it was really hard in the beginning, it kind of like opened up new avenues for me. But they were born premature. They were born three months early, so we stayed in the NICU for 67 days during the lockdown, so we didn't really have much help um, as far as we couldn't really see anybody because we didn't want to get sick because if we got sick, we weren't allowed in the hospital. So it was just a really stressful time, and, you know, I think we get in this survival mode. A lot of us were in survival mode, and after we kind of came out of that, I didn't know who I was or where I was or what was happening. All I knew is that we survived the NICU stay. I had these healthy kids, but I was kind of just sitting there really empty, you know, and I said, you know, I'm going to do something. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I just started like, I don't know. I kept looking for more money and I'm not really sure why. I think that's what we as humans tend to do is like, we look for happiness in money. But while I was Googling, I kind of found, you know, people write books. And it's really funny because I thought I was going to make a lot of money writing books. And it's it doesn't work like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I worked with a life coach and I started writing about my childhood. 
And I kind of started to realize that the life that I grew up in around all these animals and it was kind of just like this peaceful place, but there is a lot of um, unpredictable things that happen when you live on a ranch. And at that time in my life, it was so normal. Um, but when you become an adult, you think your life has to be perfect, you know, just like you see on social media, just like you see on TV. Um, I had this expectation for myself as a mother that was completely unrealistic. But when I started writing about all these adventures with my dad, like so many things went wrong all the time. And I realized like the world, I know this is kind of harsh, but this is part of my book. Like the world doesn't really care about you, you know, um, it's going to keep on spinning regardless and bad things are going to happen and you can either choose to learn from them and find the find the good in them, or you can just be sad and play the victim of the world. And that's kind of when I realized, you know, motherhood's a lot like the ranch. It's unpredictable, unrelenting, but extremely beautiful. And so I kind of just relate those two things throughout the entire book. And I think it helps women kind of realize, you know, we don't have to be perfect. You know, in nature, bad things happen all the time and people don't other animals don't shame each other for the bad things that happen to them, you know? So it's kind of just like rolling with the punches and figuring out who you are in motherhood. And for me, it was an author because that's the one thing that I am that isn't attached to anybody else. So I'm really excited, excited for people to read it and proud because it was like therapy writing a book like that. <laughs> oh, that's good. So how long did it take you to write your book? So it took me about a year. Um, I actually started last November and I was at that point where I had started it about three or four times. And, you know, I think we do this overanalyzing analysis paralysis and I wanted to write the perfect book. And I found these other authors on TikTok and they were doing this thing called NaNoWriMo. It's a challenge and you have to write 50,000 words in the month of November. And I said, I'm just going to do it. Like, I'm done thinking it, thinking about it. I'm done overthinking it. And so I did 50,000 words and it wasn't pretty. It was, <laughs> it was just all over the place. I had no idea what I was doing. I'd never written a book before. It had no beginning, middle, or end. It was just words. But I'm really glad that I did it because I finally just let myself write instead of thinking about how I can make it perfect. And after that, it's just more and more work. And I think they don't tell you about that when you first start, but that's how I met Vicky and that's how I met you because you Gotta have to love hire. That yeah. <laughs> Reaction. I mean, and I, I think that's the coolest part about becoming an author or content creation is it's not really about you. You know, you get to meet all of these cool people and like I met my editor and that's how I met Vicky, but then I met all of these other content creators across the country and every little connection is a new perspective. So even though I wrote this book about me, I've gained perspectives of many other women and men and I've just grown as a person. And I think if I can encourage anybody, even though it's 
very mentally draining to write a book, I think you should at least try because the people that you meet are definitely worth it. Oh, I love that. And I think that there's a lot of people out there who are who have that big idea of I want to write a book, but they have no idea where to start. So you just had this idea, I want to write about my childhood, and it was more of like a therapeutic practice? Or how did that beginning stages of I'm going to write a book come together? So it's a funny story, and I talk a little bit more about it in the book. But as I said before, I went to school for a biology degree, but I had to take a creative writing class. And I was like 19 years old and really annoyed that I was in a creative writing class. And I didn't have anything that exciting in my life up until that point. So I wrote about my childhood because I was like, these these people have never heard about this stuff. You know, this is my first time away from home. And my professor told me I should write a book. And I think that's just like, you can tell that I was 19 at this point because I'm like, what? No. And no, that's and I, yeah, I thought he was crazy, and I also thought like he was just saying that. And I kind of talked to my life coach about it, and she's like, "Why would he just say that? Like, people don't just say you should write a book." Like, and so it started as a blog, and I wrote a few stories, and everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, that really happened! That's so that's so funny! That's so exciting!" And it's funny because I grew up that way, so I didn't think that that was very interesting in the moment and then now that i'm around people and i live in more of an urban area they're like oh my god that's not normal you know and that's kind of when it changed is i thought it was going to only be about my childhood but as i started writing about those moments it's kind of when i figured out like who i wanted to be as a mom and you know they say sometimes that you find yourself in the little girl that you used to be And that's kind of what like approaching 30 has been for me because I was so in tune with myself when I was 10 years old. Like I was a nerd. I loved being out in nature. I like collected rocks. Like that's just who I was. I did write and do a lot of art when I was a kid. And I think we just lose that somewhere. And so, yeah, that's just kind of how this whole thing began is in college and it turned into something completely different that I never expected. But I think that's kind of what happens when you start writing. Yeah. Oh, and that's so fun that you brought up the fact about being younger, because when we think about it, when we go back to when we were 10 or eight or even younger than that, we were so unapologetic about how we showed up in the world. It wasn't until we started getting into that preteen or teen era that you start to worry what other people think. And I mean, I remember taking my son to kindergarten and he really wanted to spike his hair and have this like faux hawk thing. And I remember thinking like, like his hair was way too long for a faux hawk, but it wasn't like (laughs) cut as a mohawk. So it was in this like awkward in between stage. And I remember thinking to myself, like, oh, that's probably not a good idea. But he wanted to do it, and he did not care what anyone thought of his hair. And I was like, that's the kind of confidence that I want. That's, you know, that inner child confidence. And that's what you had when you were younger is, like, you were so unapologetic about being a nerd and 
loving your rocks and doing the things that you do. And that's the kind of confidence that we need as entrepreneurs, I think. Yeah. And I think that's why when I saw your page, I was like, okay, I see why Vicky said I need to talk to you, you know, because I have just gone delusional. That's what I tell people. They're like, how do you do it? Because I have had a lot of people, even local people come to my, my book signings and be like, I wrote a book, but I don't know how to market it. And I don't know. And I'm like, I don't really know how to tell you other than be delusional and just do not care what people think of you because you will be surprised who will come out of the woodwork and just be extremely inspired by you. Like people tell me, oh my gosh, I love that story or I can't believe you, you did this or did that. And I'm like, I thought I looked like a dork and... (laughs) You know, that imposter syndrome is something that authors and content creators alike deal with is seeing yourself, just putting yourself out there, but the right people will come around, you know, and the wrong people, they'll either make nasty comments or they'll slide on by, you know, and that doesn't matter because at the end of the day, when I'm making book sales or I'm making these connections with people like you, that's what it's all about. And all of the other stuff doesn't even matter. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good thing. I, I, you know, I encourage everyone, like, just rewind that and listen to that again, because <laughs> none, the rest of it does not matter. But let's talk about your marketing process a little bit. So how did you market your book? So I, obviously, I started a year ago. And before that, I was following a lot of other authors. And I think the biggest thing that you need to do is start before your book is out or maybe start before your other product is ready. You know, get people involved in the process because when you involve them in that, they get invested. And another thing I learned when I launched my children's book in June, you start to talk about only the book. And people don't really want just the book. You know, and I realized you have to make a personal brand. Who who am I? Who's behind the book? And why is this book important to them? And when you start bringing your personal brand to these things that you're so proud of, I feel like people are more invested. And storytelling and using the word I is something I got from another content creator. Um saying, I did this or I struggled with this because people want to relate to you. They don't like being called out. You know, (laughs) you need to do this or you need to do that. I just like to say, this is what I'm doing and this is what's working or this is how I'm struggling. And people just like authenticity and knowing that you're a real human. Books, products, they're really cool. But a lot of the times you see great marketing. It's usually the person behind the story. So that's kind of what I'm trying to do with these books is tell the story behind them so people are invested in that rather than just buying a random book. Yeah, the story behind the story and and the person, the story about the person behind the story. And that's what's so beautiful about creating a personal brand. I think people are scared to do personal branding and it's like no you you gotta let yourself shine you gotta let yourself out and be totally authentic because like you said that's how people connect with you that's how they feel that connection yeah so 
Tell me a little bit more about this process. So we talked about starting it and we talked about marketing it, but what are some of the processes of writing and launching a book that were maybe kind of a surprise to you that you're like, I wish somebody would have told me about this beforehand. Like for all the aspiring authors out there, what is something that they should expect that they're not going to, nobody else is going to tell them? That is a really hard question. The thing is, is it is so much more work if you're going to be a self-published author, which is what I am. And I think there's this huge debate on whether to be a self-published author or to go the traditional route. Right now, there's a huge movement of self-published authors because traditionally published authors is, that's very rare and it's hard to do. You have to fill out a lot of applications and all of the things and they may reject you a million times. For me, I didn't want to be rejected when I first started. But after I started doing all of the work on my own, I realized that I didn't want someone to own my book or the way that I did things. I didn't realize how much went into the editing phases because I hired a professional editor who did two rounds and she did something called a developmental edit where she just looks at the story and really helps you structure your story and the way you feel about it. Then she looked at grammar and syntax and things like that. And then I have to hire another person, a proofreader, who goes over it with a fine-tooth comb. And then I have to hire a formatter (laughs) and a cover artist. And I think the biggest thing is when you do this is you are literally the CEO of this company, except like you do all of the things. And it seems very overwhelming and it is and it's hard, but at the end of the day, it's yours. And I think that's the coolest thing about self-publishing is even if this book isn't great or even if it is trash, you know, I don't know what you guys will think about it, but it doesn't matter. It's mine and I own it and it will be mine forever. So when I die, it will get passed down to my kids, their kids, and they'll have my story to live on forever. So it's a very daunting thing to do. It's probably one of the most mentally taxing things I've ever done. And I've done a lot of mentally taxing things. And I just encourage you, if you want to, write a book, finish it. Only 1%, I think they say, that ever start their book end up finishing it. Oh, wow. But I really think that it's so special when you do. (laughs) That's amazing. All right. So now you've published your book. What is next? Oh, this is another. I'm all over the place. (laughs) And I think maybe a lot of the people that listen can relate because I've listened to your other episodes. But I'm a multi-passionate person. I have a lot of things going on. I mean, I wrote a children's book and then a novel, so that's a lot. But I do have dreams of writing more children's books and also like doing public speaking type of events and retreats and getting people together that have asked me so many questions about my journey, kind of like what we're doing right now. But I've had so many people ask that for me as one person, it was like not that big of a deal in the very beginning. But now I'm like, I think I may have to hold an event so I can answer this question once rather than 20 to 30 times in my DMs. 
But again, I talk about that perspective and I think it would be great to get people together and learn from a new group of people and kind of give my insight, but learn from them as well. I love that. That would be fun to do retreats and and speaking events and things like that. Do you, with your kids being as young as they are, would you want to travel to do like a a book tour or anything like that? Or did you do any of those? So I did a book tour in the town that I'm from. Uh, it was very small. And I'm I would love to do something really big. But again, I mean, budget and money, that's my biggest hurdle right now, but I'm about to break even. And that was my biggest goal is to break even. And I know that doesn't sound like a lot to people on the outside, but for an author, that's a pretty big deal in the first year. But after that, I can kind of start thinking about going forward. As far as having two little ones, I have the three-year-old twins. They are a ton of work. I work from home as a high school teacher still, and my husband is a firefighter, so he is actually off for four days at a time, and then he's gone for 48 hours at a time. So although that schedule is very hard, sometimes it does work in my favor, and he is a great teammate. He really supports me in anything that I want to do, and I probably wouldn't be able to do all of these things without him kind of standing by my side. It's been a rough go for us just bringing kids into the world kind of like was a huge blow to our relationship as most kids are to marriages. But I think at the end of the day, it's made us stronger and I hope to do those things in the future because I know he's got my back. And I I know a lot of people ask me that question. They worry that, you know, aren't you going to miss your kids or who's going to watch them? And it's really nice just having that feeling that they're taking care of, I don't worry when they're with him. And I think that women need to find someone like that in their life when they want to go out and do these awesome things because women deserve that too. Yeah. Yeah, we do for sure. Find find yourself a partner who is going to support your dreams. And if your partner is not there yet, train them to be. Because (laughs) it's so... (laughs) important as entrepreneurs, no matter what field you're in, whether you're an author or a content creator or businesswoman, but having a awesome support system is is huge. And it sounds like you found that at home, but also online in your community. Yeah, absolutely. My community is so cool. I mean, I did have like this really rude person and it's so funny how people are so invested. They just were upset, up in arms about it. And I had forgotten about it. And they're like, I can't believe they were that rude to you on this post or whatever. But it just shows you how if you build a community that strong and they've been following you that long, they know what you really stand for. And the trolls don't matter. Just let them do their thing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, let the trolls go and just focus on your community and, and making it exactly what you, the support system that you need. Absolutely. Yeah. So where can we find this book? Where can we find your children's book, your book? What are the best places to connect with you, to follow you and follow your journey to see where you go from here? Yeah. So my books are going to be on Amazon. My children's book I have in hardback and paperback, but my memoir is actually going to be on Kindle Unlimited 
and a paperback version. So if you are a Kindle user, that'll be there for you. And you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Cry. It's the same handle for all three. And you may hop on there every once in a while. I have signed copies. It just depends on how exhausted I am, how much my kids are getting me into lately, if I can send those out. But I know those are really special to my fans, so watch the page for signed copies and things like that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on here and for telling us kind of your story about how you became an author and how you did this all on your own. I think it's really encouraging to know that anyone can do this. Anyone can become an author and it's hard, hard work, but your story and your inspiration, the fact that you actually did it and you brought it to life, that's super encouraging. So thank you so much for sharing your story. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It was so much fun. Absolutely. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us today. If this episode boosted your confidence or helped you find clarity in any way, then will you do me a huge favor and leave a review wherever you're listening? You can also share this episode on your social media and tag at confident content creators. Also, don't forget to turn on those notifications so you never miss an episode. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.